Hello, this is the His and Hers Trauma Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Trauma. This is my first podcast, so I'm going to get right into it and kind of give you a backstory. I'm a 47-year-old man. I have lived with trauma. I have experienced trauma on a daily basis. Um, and yeah, I just want to kind of spread the word to other men that, um, you're not alone. Understandably, there are not enough resources for men who experience trauma, who've experienced domestic violence from their intimate partners. When I was still in the midst of my traumatic, violent relationship with my ex-spouse, I had an exit plan. I also had a go bag, which for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it is exactly what it is. It's a bag of necessities, of clean clothes, underwear, warm stuff in a bag that I tucked away in the trunk of my car. I also had a sleeping bag back there and I had some packs of hot hands to keep warm because it was the middle of winter when I was um, having concerns about um, my safety and just the stability of my relationship. At the time, I was really just kind of treading water. Um, Financially, I wasn't in a position where I could just leave my home and, you know, afford to go stay in a dingy motel. Like I couldn't even afford that. Um, so I had to really kind of improvise, um, and try to just make it through each day, um, and try to avoid any confrontation with this person as much as possible which became more and more difficult as time went on. Um, I had actually recently, well, it was within the past year that I had been arrested for domestic violence. Um, Technically, it was harassment. And um, I had gotten in an altercation with my wife at the time. And, um, you know, like, she wouldn't leave me alone, right? I mean, this was during COVID. This was... You know, I had lost my job. She had quit her job. Um, We were in a financial situation that wasn't pretty. Um, And honestly, COVID for me was a horrible experience. Um, Being home every day with this woman was a horrible, horrible experience. I just... I can't emphasize emphasize it enough like how how wretched this was and like you know like Mrs. Trauma has talked about like we're really not here to trash talk but it's going to happen and that's okay like I'm okay with this I mean for me like this is kind of like this venting procedure 
right? Like this is part of my therapy and like hopefully, you know, somebody out there, you know, hears this and, you know, says, hey, that might sound kind of like similar to what I'm going through and um, just understand that like there is an exit. Um, but I was just to double back. Okay. So I was arrested for harassment, you know, like my wife and I were just fighting a lot. Okay. And you know, this woman would not leave me alone. Right. Like I would go into a room and she would follow me in there and she was trying to provoke me and she would get in my face. And I mean, she would like, she would hover, she would like put her face like four inches away from my face and she would just scream as loud as she could. Right. And, you know, one day I just like, I just couldn't take it anymore. Right. And, you know, honestly, what I did was I put my hands over her ears and I fucking screamed as loud as I could. And, you know, she re retracted. Okay. Ran off into, you know, her bedroom and called 911, right? So when, you know, the police got there, she told them that, like, I had choked her, which I hadn't. Um, whenever they questioned me, they asked if I had touched her. And I said, well, you know, yeah, you know, she's my wife, you know, like, I, of course I touched her, you know, like, and not really understanding, like, what they were asking me, right? Um, and I mean, granted, it's like, yeah, I did touch her. I was upset, right? But I was arrested. I was taken to jail. I was put on probation. I was, um, I, you know, went through, like, mandatory domestic violence classes. And, you know, I just, you know, the whole time, like, I just you know, was filled with regret. And I was just thinking to myself, like, this is the worst thing that could happen, etc. And to be honest with you, from where I'm at right now, that was the best thing that could have happened at that time to me. I'm in such a better place right now. I'm married to the most amazing woman. Like, it's just, I can't even fathom like how wonderful this woman is. Um, but it really took a lot for me to get to this point. And it took a lot of work. Um, you know, I spent nights sleeping in my car in the Walmart parking lot with hot hands in a sleeping bag. Um, you know, with my alarm set and, you know, ready still going to work the next day. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm in the midst of going through this, uh, you know, domestic violence class, which, um, you know, my wife at that time, my ex-wife was very opposed to. Right. And even whenever I like first, you know, started that class, you know, like I just remember my first day I'm, you know, listening to this guy talk about his experience and, um, you know, he was just like in this really good mood and he was 
very informed and he was just like making like very like polite and just like pleasant conversation with the DV counselor. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? You know, like this guy is just, you know, like he's, I just, I just felt like this guy, um, I don't know, like he was a fraud. Okay. And I just didn't understand like why, you know, like he was talking like so poorly about himself and about like how much he learned. Right. And my, I think it was my second or third week there, this individual, um, whose name I don't remember. Um, it was his last, his last night, right? Like, you know, you have to go, whenever you go through these domestic violence classes, you have to go for like a year. Okay. You have to like fulfill so many hours of uh, class time. And, you know, this guy had um, fulfilled all his and he did his like final presentation. Okay. And, um, you know, the, you know, the counselor, um, our domestic violence counselor, her name was Elizabeth. And she said, you know, do you have anything to say to anyone in the class? And he looks at me and he says, I sense that you have a lot of anger and that, you know, you don't really understand yet what's going on. He's like, but I really, really think that you're going to learn a lot in this class. And I said, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck is this idiot? Like, I don't need to be here. Okay. Like, you know, seriously, you know, like I don't have any issues, you know, like I went off on, you know, my ex once and that's it. Like I'm here, you know, basically because of a technicality. Right. Um, so, you know, as time went on, um, you know, I'm spending, you know, hours a week in this class and I'm, you know, starting to, um, just identify certain things. Okay. Like certain traits, certain behaviors, right. Which I won't get into right now specifically. Um, can probably talk about that later, but, um, you know, just different types of abuse, right? And, you know, the more I learned, the more I started to actually see that, like, I was in a, an abusive relationship, right? That I was being talked down to, right? That I was being financially sabotaged, you know, that, like, I was being mistreated, okay? So I start to like really see these things and really see that like I am, I'm in a problem, right? Like my life, I have a problem and my problem is my relationship. Um, so, you know, as I started to learn these things, um, you know, just to double back, um, give a little bit of a backstory, uh, a about a year before I was arrested, I stopped drinking. Um, and I was sober. So, you know, at the time, 
when I'm, you know, going through this class, you know, I'm still sober, still not drinking, um, not smoking pot, you know, um, my ex at the time was still smoking pot. Um, and you know, for some people that's great, you know, like some people can do that, you know, some people can drink and, you know, I'm not here to tell people like what they can or can't do, you know, but for me, you know, for my happiness and like my quality of life, like I really, like, I have to have sobriety. Like I have to have a clean head. Like I have to be clear. And I had that, right? Like I was going through these classes. Like I had a clear head. I, you know, I was sober. Um, I was starting to see, you know, life for what it was. And I was like starting to see like how, you know, this relationship that I was in was very toxic. I was starting to realize like how I was actually being talked down to daily. I was starting to see how, um, you know, just ridiculously um, mistreated I was. And I started to call my ex out on this stuff, right? Like, you know, let's say I, I don't have anything specific, any specific examples, but, you know, like I would actually start to, you know, kind of like call her out, you know, I would say that's verbal abuse, right? You know, if she would say something that was like completely condescending or whatever, you know, I would start to like identify this stuff, you know, out loud to her, speaking to her. And she became very, very upset. Um, on a daily basis, you know, like the more I learned in this class, the more sober I was, the more straight I was, um, you know, the more disconnected we became. Right. Um, and she started to like lash out. Okay. I mean, obviously first, you know, initially it, it was verbal, you know, um, saying very hateful things, very hurtful things to me. Um, which, you know, as a man, I, you know, it's like, you know, men need to be loved. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to say it like we need to be recognized in a positive fashion by our partners. You know, it's like, I mean, I need verbal reinforcement. I don't know about you guys, but it's like, you know, when, when Mrs. Trauma looks at me in the eyes and she says something like extremely pleasant and nice, it's like, it just feels amazing. So to be in a relationship with my ex or anybody that talks down to you or belittles you, um, it, it cuts a lot, like it cuts deep. Um, so initially it became like, you know, these verbal insults and condescending, um, things that she would say, but, you know, eventually like it would start to evolve into physical lashing out, right? Like she would, she would become, she, 
she started to like physically attack me. Um, I'm not going to get into any detail right now, but you know, just like you guys know, I was in the TV class. I was on probation. So it's like, you know, she knew I was on probation. She knew that like, if I would lift a finger, she could call the police and they would haul my ass away for, you know, like, I don't know. I've, I have no idea for how long. Right. Um, but so, I mean, honestly, it's like, I didn't fight back, you know, and you know, I didn't want to because I mean, to me, it just made me sad, you know, like, yeah, you're right. You know what? It didn't hurt. And that's, you know, that was like, you know, her kind of like comeback. She's like, I didn't hurt you, you know? And it's like, no, it, you didn't hurt me, but it's, you know, you didn't physically hurt me, but it's just, it's just the act, you know, of one person striking another person is, it's, it's despicable. And, um, yeah, so, you know, this is progressing and it's becoming worse and it's becoming more frequent. Um, you know, she began to destroy, um, some of my things, you know, some cherished things, um, very personal items. Um, she began to, I, you know, I do art on the side, like, you know, after work, I'll, you know, do drawings and stuff. And she started to destroy my drawings. Um, she began to tear the clothes out of my closet and throw the clothes in the hall or throw them down the stairs or whatever. Right. Um, you know, just very inhumane behaviors to act towards someone else. Um, so, you know, I went through all this and, you know, got to a certain point where it's like, you know, she found out about my go bag and, you know, there was hell to pay for that. Right. Um, and, um, but at one point I just said, you know, I was just like, fuck this. I'm fucking done. And, you know, I just grabbed some clothes as much as I could as quickly as possible. And I fucking ran out the door. And I mean, you can bet your ass. She fucking chased me out the door. You know, I mean, she was like, she had jumped on my fucking car as I was, you know, backing out the driveway and she was trying to pull my f fucking windshield wiper off. I mean, it was just, it was fucking nuts, right? So, um, yeah, I ended up sleeping in the Walmart parking lot, um, a few nights, you know, I figured out a way to, you know, find some money and I got a freaking motel and it was a nasty crack motel, you know, and I ended up staying there for five weeks and I saved up money to get an apartment and I just had to, I just had to not go back. And, um, that was the best decision I had ever made. It was the most, most difficult, you know, because I didn't want to just, you know, I mean, 
I was comfortable to a certain degree, right? Like you get in a relationship for that long and you get comfortable, right? But it's like, you know, that was not comfortable. And, um, I, you know, I really just, I just watched myself do it. Honestly, guys, it was like, it wasn't a conscious choice. It was just, I just watched myself run out the door and drive off. You know, it wasn't even at that point, it wasn't even like a decision where I was like weighing the pros and cons. I just did it. Um, and I'd wish I'd done it sooner, but I didn't. And that's okay. Um, you know, I'm here now, luckily, um, to, you know, talk about it and, you know, talk about my feelings about it and just express that like, you know, again, like there are not enough resources out there for men who go through this. I don't know. I I don't even know the statistics on this, like how many, it's pretty low how many men like actually go through this, but I know that there are some and it's absolutely horrible. I mean, it was, it's, it's just, it's terrible. And, you know, I speak from experience that it fucking sucks and I hated every minute of it. Um, and, you know, getting a divorce from that person in that situation was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Honestly, it was so worth it. It was worth every penny. And, you know, since that time, my life has just gotten nothing but exponentially better it's like it was just strange not strange not surprising but you know how life really starts to turn around you know whenever you start going in the direction that the universe wants you to go right it's like you know i knew that i was i knew that i was supposed to leave and i did And I watched myself do it. And, you know, so many other things since then have happened to me that have just been, you know, signs from the universe saying that, you know, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. It's like, there's just no question. So hopefully if anybody out there is listening, they can contact us and, you know, like we are here kind of just starting this podcast out, podcast out, obviously. And, um, you know, we want to hear your story. You know, if you guys, if you're a man, if you're a woman, you've experienced trauma, domestic violence, IPV, whatever it's, you know, like, and you want to talk about this. It's like, we want to talk to you. Like we want to hear from you because, it's not talked about enough. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a resource. Okay. For any like, you know, massive amount of information. I'm just like trying to hold a mirror. I'm just trying to talk about my story and I have a story to tell. And I feel like I have some knowledge to, you know, give out and to share. Um, and that's what I want to do. It's like, I've, learned so much over the past year or so from this experience. I'm a new person. I feel like a new person. Um, after coming out of like the ass end of this and 
really coming into myself and, you know, meeting someone that recognized me for being a man and for being, you know, the person that I am. And it's just, you know, my life is beautiful now, but I know that like some of you out there are listening to this and probably like experiencing some major shit shows. Um, and I just want to tell you that like crisis text line is a huge resource. Honestly, I don't even know the number to text, but, um, my wife, uh, works for crisis text line and, um, it's a big resource for men out there and for women. Um, anybody who's experiencing anything like this, um, any kind of crisis, um, I'm sure if you just Google it, you can find it, but just something to look into. I wish I had had that. I wish I knew about it whenever I was going through that stuff. So, um, yeah, I just hope that I'm, you know, able to like help and assist anybody in any fashion whatsoever. Um, and this is a new experience for us. So, um, yeah, I am looking forward to speaking more in the future. Okay, thanks.